Why is recorded in front of a live studio audience. I do have some bad news for you, though. I, I was don't looking. Want bad news. Well, I mean, it's not sad news. It's just not great. So, um, our frog did not come in as a winner in the Calaveras County Jumping Frog Contest. Well, where we knew that. We, I'd like to say we, um, we were beaten by a five-year-old. Oh. With a frog named Old Papa. Oh, well, yep. that's okay. Who jumped, he jumped 19 feet and a quarter of an inch. I mean, I feel like if we're going to be beaten, it should be by an adorable small child with a frog named Old Papa. Yeah. Um, the second place winner, and I think we need to look into this, was uh, this child's father. So something oh. <laughs> fishy's going on there. Well, somebody's been kissing some frogs. Yeah. This is Why, with your hosts, Heidi Hedquist and Luke Poling. So here's the thing. I was gonna, do you have a second? I do. To tell you. So, yes. um, so Live Nation has this ticket deal. I get tickets mm-hmm. to, to take the elder to go see The Who. Yes. That picture was adorable. Lovely time. Everyone, I texted the, the, a photo of the two of us to, to my wife and my mother. And my mom writes back, Wake me up before you go, go. And I say, I, I'll yell it out. I don't know if they're going to play it. <laughs> but it would be so great if they did. 14 to 18 hours later, she texts me and says, Oh, I thought you guys were going to go see Wham. That's amazing. So. <laughs> no, I, I that earns brownie points with me. <laughs> I, I think that's great. hey, I kind of look like George Michael. You know, it happened at a very young age, I'd say around um, eighth and ninth grade. Um, You were wearing a very small Choose Life shirt? (laughs) What's funny is um, when Wham! started to become popular in the United States, I had a lot of friends say to me, my gosh, you look just like this new hot singer, George Michael (laughs) from Wham! And I'm like, I just kept hearing that. And then one day I went over to a friend's house and he's like, have you heard of this new group? Wham, you look just like the singer. And I'm like, everybody's been saying it. So he puts the vinyl record on and you can laugh at me when this recording ends, but it was the weirdest, you know, you'd listen to a ton of music when you're a kid. But when I heard Wham and George Michael, it was like an immediate click for me. It was like, my heart had found its like musical home for life. And I just fell in love with George Michael's voice. And, um, and yeah, so from there, I kind of felt like, you know, this whole tributing thing chose me. I didn't choose like, oh, I think George Michael would be a good way to, you know, make some money tributing. It's just, it chose me at a young age. And then it just, you know, strangely, by the time I was a junior or senior in high school, I could grow a full beard. And so by the time Faith rolled around in 1988, I had the beard and looked just like, it was just so bizarre, you know? 
<laughs> which the beard is something not to derail, but that is bears talking about because George's beard and the perfect level of keeping that quaffed to the right amount is a challenge and it has to be a challenge. It, it is. It's like a little part-time job. I have a specific clipper I bring on the road with me to keep. It's like, it's my, it's like a little landscaping job. I Yes. Have. I mean, it's impeccable. I love it. What was that first song? What was that first song you heard when your friend played it for you? Um, Bad Boys off of the fantastic album. So, yeah. And then um, from there, it just kept, you know, snowballing. You know, when, um, you know, the the Make It Big album came out, The Edge of Heaven came out. It was just, uh, yeah, it just it just kept going from there. And at that yeah. age, too, I'm sure he was sort of like a father figure, and you were just like, I knew you were waiting for me. <laughs> wow, that was good. Thank uh. you. This is, this is my only talent. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny, because I always say, you can laugh at me, but George, when the first time I heard his music and stuff, it felt like I connected with a long-lost brother. Like, it just mm-hmm. is that great of a connection. I was like everything about it so i don't think that's a laughing matter i totally get that i think like there is something it's a different connection obviously because i i mean i i couldn't even be in pepsi and shirley i couldn't even pose for either of them but i'm a huge fan of george of the band of andrew ridgely as well and their music together and independently just it does connect to listeners souls and i know sometimes people do make light of it and think like because they were fun, and it was a fun era, and the feathered yeah. hair was amazing, but it holds up, and you know that there's good stuff there. So it's, it's. I think it's wonderful that you had that soul connection. Oh, thank you. I think it's wonderful. You know the background singers' names as well. Really <laughs> oh <impressive. yes. laughs> Well, you was... are a Wham fan. <laughs> oh yeah. You have to make it out to a show. I know. I was looking at your the closest one you're getting. I'm in Detroit, so the closest one you're getting to me currently is Ohio. But you got to get to Michigan, or I got to come somewhere to see you. I I'm actually in negotiations with a Detroit venue right now. Ooh, Perfect. Club Tropicana. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the drinks are free. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So I noticed when you said, you know, when I'm interpreting him, like the the words you use and the phrase, um, I know there's some people who don't like to call themselves uh, like that they're imitators or that that they're, uh, you know, like Elvis impersonators. Some people don't like impersonation. They like, uh, I know, an Elvis invoker who invokes the spirit of of the king. Can you talk a little bit about your approach to that? Because obviously you are not George Michael. You know you're not George Michael, but you're trying to create an experience for audiences that feels like they are in his presence. Yes, that that is a great question. I I kind of want to answer that. I'm afraid I'll just get so poked fun of, but I don't. One more try. Just give it. Well, you're going to have to have faith. No, um, and we listen uh, without prejudice. Exactly. <laughs> you know, no, no, that is good. Um, when, when I first, like I said, when I, I'm somewhat of a spiritual guy. The first time I heard George Michael's music, I I felt an incredible connection. Um, George Michael's music has gotten me through so many hard times in my life. Um, just songs that would either uplift me through a time of 
being down or, you know, a time of heartbreak would get me through. They were just like, George, are you peeking into my life? Did you know I'd need these songs one day? So with George's passing, it, it felt like a huge um, chapter of my life had just closed up. So so in kind of getting back to your question, I, I strangely feel just somewhat of George's smile or blessing when I get on stage and do his songs. Um, I, I, whatever that is, maybe I'm just... I'm a, I'm nutty. I don't know, but I, I strangely do felt like such an older brother to me. And I feel like I have the honor of carrying on these incredible recipes, these great songs he, 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 he wrote. And I, I get the, the honor of just sharing them with people with, with him being gone now, you know? So I do feel a little more of a connection, you know? Um. <laughs> when did you know it was that you were going to do this professionally. Like you always knew you had that connection, but when did you knew, know it was time to, to take this on the road? Well, that's a great question. Um, I, I do know the answer to that very specifically. Um, you know, I've been tributing George Michael in some way, shape or form with my original music. You could hear a lot of my vocal inflections like that, or I'd play acoustic guitar and sing a lot. And when I'd go out and do that, I'd throw in some George Michael songs, but um, I had a pretty successful career in the music biz, producing for other artists, some stuff solo. Everybody would always say, you sound just like George Michael. But I had a little bit of resurgence of my solo career dance music um, back in 2018. And I started getting a few bookings um, in clubs doing my original music, but it was becoming almost annoying it was becoming funny is every talent buyer agent that would call me to book my show would say, Hey, you know, uh, real quick here, you know, your, your original music's great, but has anybody ever told you, you sound like George Michael. And if you could put together a George Michael tribute show, I could really book that a lot bigger venues, easier than your original music. I kept hearing it so much that I finally threw together a show, shopped it to an agent and right out of the gate, booked um, Anaheim House of Blues and sold it out beyond capacity as the headliner. Like it was insane beyond capacity. And uh, so that was in like August of 2019. And then from there, it just took off. I was getting booked, 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 booked. And then heading into 2020, booked, booked, booked. And then I guess it was like March of 2020, everything got shut down with COVID. So. And, um, you know, to, to show you how quickly things snowballed for this show is um, when sold out Anaheim House of Blues, you probably remember Dion Estes, the original bass player for Wham and George Michael. Well, his manager reached out to me and said, Dion loves the show. He sees you're going to be in California. He'd like to actually play a show with you. And wow. we ended up playing not only one show together, but we hit it off so well. It was like I'll send you pictures when we hang up. Yes. Like when you look at pictures of us together, it was like, whoa, this is wham is back together. You know, seeing him and I side by side. And he came out and did another show with me, drove five hours. We had such a good time, such a connection. And uh, yeah, I'm rambling now. But no, yeah, no, no, this is, it's, it's, no, this is awesome. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so have you kept in touch since then? Well, you know, um, heading heading into COVID, we talked about doing a lot more shows together. We 
even joked over the phone about let's get wham back together let's like let's do something big we kept in touch through covid and then sadly not covid related but dion ran into some health issues and then passed away about five months ago. Oh, no. Oh. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Oh, so he was sad. a legend. I mean, he had played for, for Dion, sure. uh, I mean, uh, Elton John, yeah. Celine Dion, Marvin Gaye. Absolutely incredible bass player. I mean, he was so fundamental to those Wham songs and George Michael songs. He didn't play your typical bass. It was very melodic. A lot of people say you had a lead bass player with Dion Estes, you know, and that was the truth, you know? Did he impart anything about the Wham experience and just being friends with George Michael and how much time they must have spent together playing together? Yeah, you know, he was, you know, George Michael and Dion were pretty much best friends. And um, it was really neat to sit with Dion and hear some of these incredible stories of his days with Wham and some of the, the things about George Michael, I'm like, Dion, you need to do like a documentary. These are incredible stories and uh, amazing stories of stuff. And uh, yeah, he and, uh, you know, when we had played our first show together, he and I were doing a meet and greet side by side, taking pictures. And he I'll show you the pictures. He had just this huge grin on his face the entire night. And his manager said to me, you know, Dion hasn't smiled like this since the passing of his best friend, George. Oh. And um, mm-hmm. that's when she said to me, he wants to play tomorrow night's show with you. I said, it's five hour drive. She said, no, he knows that. He said, he'll make the drive. And sure enough, he shows up at the next venue. Amazing. And, uh, yeah. So it was really, it was a childhood dream. When I got the call to do a sh- show with Dion Estes, I was like, I can't believe this, you know? Yeah. So, that's, but that's yeah, we, like we said, we joked about, you know, somewhat serious about putting Wham back together. And, you know, in the spirit of that, it's funny you mentioned it because I just messaged Andrew Ridgely last night. I'm like, come on, man, this show's getting some traction. Let's see. Yes. If we can, let's have a blast. You this know? needs to happen. I, yeah. I can't explain how much I love Andrew Ridgely. I oh, really, yeah. really you can try. No, I do. It would take I, multiple episodes of this. Too. I mean, yeah. I know. I wanted to be Karen from Bananarama when I was growing up. And then when I found out they were married, it was like, where did I, your heart go? Only, right. Yeah. If only I could have had the same experience you had with George. And then. <laughs> too funky. I got you. I know. Yeah. I already used That's too so funky funny. in my email. <laughs> so, what era? Because I noticed there's a couple photos on your website. What era of. Do you cover the whole oeuvre? Is there costume changes yeah. to kind of evoke that part of his catalog? Yeah. You know, we, um, I definitely, you know, have spent a lot of time having costumes crafted to um, the kind of the iconic costumes throughout the eras of, um, yeah, we touch upon pretty much everything. I would say that, you know, George Michael's career sadly kind of, tapered off after the faith record here in the united states it really never ended over in europe but here so and i do dabble in some of those later hits or later songs but people really want to hear everything from faith and prior you know so yeah we touch upon everything a lot of costume changes you know and what's that interaction with the audience like are they playing along with this sort of idea of we're all here having this experience that's being created. Are they screaming, I want your sex and you're screaming, listen, you'd be kissing a fool. How does that? Or I'm your man. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, I mean, very come true. on. Are they just <laughs> waiting know, for that know. day? 
<laughs> oh my gosh, you really know your wham cat or your <laughs> George Michael wham cat. Sadly, this counts as work. Um, yeah. This is oh show prep. God. Yeah. yeah this, <laughs> this is great. We didn't even well, have to prep for this job. one. <laughs> <laughs> oh you know, the, the audience... I, you know, this is, sounds like I'm just tooting my own horn or bragging, but I'm just telling you, you're going to have to see the show, but they, they lose their minds. Um, um, I've had so many, uh, you know, booking agents and stuff say I've never, or, you know, club managers or casino managers say, I've never seen this place where everyone was on their feet, screaming, dancing, having a great time. He's like, usually it's like pulling teeth because this place was just jumping and, they, I, I, part of the show is like, like I, I've studied George so much and how he would get a lot of crowd response, throw the mic out. And I, I imitate all of that in the show and it, it pays dividends because George knew what he was doing and it gets these people going. They sing along and fill in the lines and it's a lot of fun. Well, it yeah. just seems like an, an evening where everybody is sort of together saying like, let's just go back to this time and these songs that really means so much to all of us and let's have this experience together just with this music and it's got to be great every night that you get to be part of this and just watch these people forget about everything and go to this place where just we can have a good time and and sing along and dance and you totally nailed it yeah i mean i i can't i sometimes am on stage i'm looking out of people of all different walks of life and for this 90 minutes to two hours they're completely united and at peace and having fun together, you know, it's cool. It's really, it's really neat. What's the, what's been the experience so far that has been when you have felt closest to George? I'm comedian David Race in Los Angeles. I host a celebrity filled paranormal talk show like no other. Monstrosity has great guests answering weird questions. You won't believe the combo of celebrities and paranormal experts who've been on this show. I guarantee you'll like Monstrosity, or you get your time back. Go to monstrositypodcast.com right now and take a look. Oh, my goodness. Um... Probably when we do the song last Christmas, you know, being that he passed away on Christmas. Yeah. And um, I, I, when I introduced that song, I, I talk about his passing and just, you know, hey, let's sing this together with a heart of gratitude to George and for all of his music. And now that Dion is in heaven and yeah. many keyboardist alumni have, have gone on as well. So I'm just like, you know, Maybe the good Lord will peel open heaven's curtain, allow them to peek in as we just all sing this together with so much gratitude, you know, and that, that, that song in particular. But I have to say all of them, you know, I just I mean, they just all connect really for me. And like any band's greatest hits, every song means something to somebody. Right. Even Careless yeah. Whisper. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite. That's all I'm saying. It's not my favorite either, but I do love the sexy sax man version. Well, and sure, if you can get the sexy sax man to perform oh, with you God. at a show would also. Well, yeah. actually he did with me at the Anaheim. Are you kidding House of Blues. Me? 
Yeah, oh my gosh. I'll send you a video of it. Yeah, like it all of cool. my favorite people. Yes, Heidi, you are going to be on the bus pretty I soon. I am going to be on the bus, so get ready. <laughs> That's awesome. That's Yeah, amazing. he was amazing. He, he's a sweet guy, too. Super humble, incredibly talented. I love it. And, um, but yeah, so he did the first show. I haven't had him since then. Just haven't been able to make it work. But uh, yeah, he was, he was great. Amazing. He came out in his little suspenders with those. Yes, shirts. that's <laughs> so perfect. That is like his, all my dreams come true in one place. Cool haircut and everything. Yes. Is there any yeah. song that just for you, obviously you, I'm assuming, do you swap stuff in and out on a set list? I mean, there's with his body of work, there's so much that you have to like, if I don't do this, someone's going to get angry. But are there any that you're able to put in that's just like, for me, this is the one that I just love singing every night. Oh, that's a tough question. They all hit for different reasons, you know, like mm -hmm. they're just, I can't really pull one out um, in particular. I mean, there's a lot of, I'd call them like B sides that connect deeper for me personally, but um, in terms of the hits that we do, they all just nail it, you know? Um, sorry, I don't have a particular. No, that's, I mean, I guess that's a good thing. It is good. Yeah. That you connect with all of it. Yeah, yeah, picking a favorite child. They were all such a soundtrack to my life, you know, that all of them I could just connect with, you yes. know? That's, that's, that's but yeah, when you come to the show, I do the whole British accent and everything. And, Perfect. You know, yeah, so. How long did it take you to get that effect. down? I mean, I'm assuming well, you have some acting, performing background, so it's not like a, No, you know, oh, I've no. been listening to George my entire life um, that, the whole phrasing just came to me. And then um, over, you know, doing the show for the time I have now, I've met quite a few people from the UK and they'll ask me, you know, what, what part of the UK are you from? You know? And um, when I reply, I'll say Utah. And they're always like, what? You know? <laughs> so some of those people we've had such a great connection with that I'll, I'll, I'll talk with them on the phone and say, Hey, can you kind of coach me on this phrasing? I want to use this and blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, so a little bit of help there, but, you know. <laughs> How often do you have to give his given name in Greek? Um, not often. Yogis <laughs> 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 Teniatu. Exactly. Wow, right off the tongue, just. <laughs> knew he could do it. I knew he had it down. <laughs> oh my gosh. How, how into yeah. his life do you get as far as the story goes when you're talking with fans after the show do you stay in character are you talking about your favorite football club or is it just like george on the stage and then i'm just a guy enjoying the music and loving this artist as much as anyone else oh you're, you're kind of getting behind the curtain now no um <laughs> when i come off stage i um i i do most for the most part keep the british accent you know because it just seems to be the meet and greet still seems to be yeah part Mm -hmm. of the show in a sense but no i don't you know continue to try to portray myself as george in a sense i'm just an average guy then but with a british accent so, that's yeah. fair that makes sense <laughs> yeah makes total sense wake but them up, wake them up easily yes, yes. uh-huh <laughs> but um yeah so um it's and so you're so, you're getting back out on the road now yeah a lot it's got to be great to finally I mean, just was it muscle memory coming back or did you really have to work to be raring to go on day one? Um, no, I, you know, it's the craziest thing is I kind of used the time of COVID 
I used to laugh and tell friends like, this must be what it's like to go to prison and work out all day, you know? <laughs> so I, you know, if every, anything, I got sharper during the whole COVID shutdown because I would practice every day. I have a studio where I do all my dancing and have a sound system and everything. And I'd practice at least 30 minutes to two hours a day performing each song. So it never missed a beat. It was just like, it was like a fighter training to his next fight. I knew you know, COVID's done. I'm ready to go. Wow. You know? I, I was just sitting around eating Oreos. I, <laughs> you really did something better with this. Yeah. I got in the best shape of my life during COVID, you know? But What's the venue you want? What's the, is it Wembley? Where, where, what is <laughs> Oh my gosh, you're so funny. <laughs> I, I talk daily with my amazing publicist, Melissa Kuchera. Yes, so Oh, I love her. And awesome. I'm like, you can poke fun at me, but I'm going to get Wembley one day <laughs> with Andrew and we're going to pack that thing with like a, a major Wham tribute again. Yes. You know, so. And I'm going to so be back. Why not? Oh, yes, here we go. Will. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I have a feeling you will. Yes. See, I'll hold them. I'll give you water. I'll hold towels. I don't care. Oh my God. <laughs> You're so fun. <laughs> show George Michael Reborn or Out on the Road right now. For more information, check out his website, georgemichaelreborn.com. You can also follow him on Facebook, where he is at George Michael Reborn, and on Twitter, where he is at George Michael Reborn Tribute. You can check us out on all the various socials. Be sure to visit our website, and don't forget to leave us a review. Today's show is produced by myself and Heidi Hegquist. Our reluctant producers are John Sauvé and Sandy Stone. Our willing producers are Rachel Allen and Randy Jeanette. Our intern is Zach Jackson. This one's for Philippe. Thanks for joining us. Flash, we're coming home. Nigel, is that you? Are you here, Nigel?